Hey folks, before we get started, it's me, Jeremy, and I wanted to let you know that we are still collecting FileMaker origin stories. We've interviewed about 60 people so far and from all experience levels, but yours is needed as well. Please drop me a note wherever you can find me or email me at info at geistinteractive.com. We'll find a time to talk. And now, FileMaker origin stories, episode six. There are thousands of FileMaker developers using the Claris FileMaker platform every day. That means there are thousands of origin stories. While the origin stories have similar paths, each one brings a unique spin on the journey, from being dragged into developing, to being asked to put something together to manage data, platform unknown. Every story is worth sharing. In this episode, we feature three FileMaker developers whose stories are quite different. You'll hear my conversations with... I am uh, Thomas Makwa. And I'm Teresa Makwa. We're from Profile Developers. So my name is Jesse Roberts, and I'm the owner of N2O Solutions in Baltimore, Maryland. So I'm Greg Lane from Skeleton Key, and I live in Nixon, Missouri. Thomas, Teresa, Jesse, and Greg share their unique FileMaker origin stories. As you listen today, think of how your own story is similar or different from theirs. I begin our interview asking each one where they were before they found FileMaker. First, Thomas and Teresa. Well, I got started uh, a, a, a quite a while ago. I was at the University of Pittsburgh, and I worked, while I was going to school, I worked for the tech department, which they used to repair their own uh, computers on campus back in, what, the early 90s, I think. What they asked me to do was catalog their parts that they had. And I said, yeah, that's fine. How do I do that? And they're like, we don't know. That's why we hired you. You, you figure out how to catalog the parts. So, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so um, I used, in a former life, um, I was the, what the heck was my title? Uh, digital manager for a uh, nonprofit named Pittsburgh Filmmakers. And I so I was in charge of, all of the Macintosh computers and uh, just ev every computer in our building, our sister organization, all the networking stuff. So I was the IT department. And we had some FileMaker databases. Uh, the library used it. The registrar uh, was using it. And I didn't have anything to do with it. Um, so I was dealing with all the computer stuff and all the hardware and uh, installing software everywhere. Teresa only saw FileMaker from the outside, and she managed the boring parts of it. Okay. Um, I just knew that it was around. Uh, okay. And if we needed to buy licenses, that yeah, that was my job, was to go get the pricing and deal with the seat licenses. Next, Jesse. It's really kind of a crazy story, um, and my, my backstory is, is kind of different as well, I think. Um, I was a professional soccer player for a while and, and a college soccer coach and had always had an interest in technology and, you know, used various database platforms for recruiting and that sort of thing. Um, my wife started a staffing agency in the liquor industry in 2009, and it started to get kind of out of control when the business started to scale. And, you know, I told her that she really needed to have some sort of database to help her from going crazy. Next, Greg. So 
I did a lot of programming as a you know, teenager, uh, junior high, high school, and this was back in the, the 80s. And when I went to college, I was a computer science student. This was, I'm going to date myself, but 1986. I then asked them, how did they actually get into FileMaker? Thomas thought about using another program, thinking that might work to manage this data, but he soon discovered that app wasn't up to the task. Yeah, so I had been using HyperCard, uh, or playing, not using, I'd been playing around with it for a couple of years. And I and it, I thought for a couple minutes to use that, and then uh, someone there had said, oh, there's a, you should use a real database for this. And I'm like, okay, what's that? Because I don't know anything about anything. And they're like, oh, FileMaker, here, you, you try this one. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, oh, I understand this. It's, it's sort of hypercardy kind of. You know, because uh, HyperCard is very much like a layout in FileMaker. And so I built their um, their tracking system using FileMaker. And like most people I've talked to as well sort of fell in love with it, uh, how simple it was to use. And so this was like FileMaker. I think it was FileMaker 2. And uh, shortly after that, uh, I left Pittsburgh and I moved to South Florida and I kept playing with it when I was down there. And then when I was down there, uh, I found a job. They were looking for a FileMaker developer and I was like, oh my God. So I, I took the job and, um, you know, that was just the start of the whole thing. And one of the, the, the company that I was working for, they, they wanted their own full-time person. They had a consultant who happened to be uh, Albert Haram Alvarez. So he was the first one to give me any sort of training on site because, you know, he would come up. And I didn't know who he was from Adam. So it was a really nice introduction <laughs> to FileMaker. From there, Thomas became his own boss working as a consultant. That's when the stars aligned for Teresa. Uh, but I never touched FileMaker uh, until they hired a consultant to come in and work on the uh, existing systems and also to build out a new system uh, to track donations and uh, artist memberships. And that consultant happened to be uh, Thomas. So... <laughs> he came in and he was working on it uh, and, and there were some interns that were, they were trying to kind of train to use FileMaker and um, they were burning through these interns because, uh, you know, of course, if you want to, if you want to create a, a database that's kind of somewhat mission critical for uh, some of your departments, you want the interns to be in charge of this, right? <laughs> Very nonprofit idea. So, yeah. um, so anyway, they were burning through these interns, and um, I got roped into it because these, you know, these young people kept kind of showing up. They'd get excited about it, or they would hate it, and then they were gone. So I came in and said, "Okay, fine, I'll <laughs> learn it." And so I shadowed. Uh, Thomas for a while, and we ended up like kind of co-creating a bunch of stuff. And this was back in 2007 uh, on FileMaker 8.5 is where okay. I started out. And then, and since then, uh, then we built out um, a lot more stuff, uh, many more systems. For Jesse, again, word of mouth 
led him to the Claris FileMaker platform. So I did some research. I talked to some friends and, and a buddy of mine um, told me, he said, look, you should really think about doing this on FileMaker for a number of reasons. Um, but the, the big one, obviously, was the fact that, that you had the ability to have a, a remote file and connect to it from anywhere, um, regardless of, of what you're doing. And that was really kind of the starting point. And once I got turned on to FileMaker then, it really was kind of just this introduction to this amazing new world, um, you know, because I had been used to using access um, in my in my school jobs and, you know, was was OK with it, but but realized there were just so many shortcomings. And then once my eyes got open to what was possible um, and this is back FileMaker 11 uh, was my first toe in the water. Um, once my eyes got open to what could be done, it was just, you know, I never saw the world differently after that. And I started going to a student organization off campus that actually had a Mac Plus and they had FileMaker on it. And so they asked me, hey, you're a computer science student. We've got this program called FileMaker. Can you help us set up a database to, you know, keep a list of people and contacts and stuff like that? So that was my introduction to uh, FileMaker at the time. Teresa's introduction into developing in the platform was a bit odd. But then, so one of these interns uh, had, what their main project was, was to reverse engineer the box product called uh, FileMaker Donations. And so they were wanting to take that and take it apart and kind of build new pieces into it. So I go into this girl's office and she had covered her walls in the, she had basically drawn out the relationship graph for FileMaker donations. And uh, it was just all over her office. And I walked in and I, my first and my immediate thought was, I do not want to be in this room anymore. Jesse's idea of using FileMaker wasn't well received. Well, it, it's so funny because when I first told her that we needed to do this, you know, for her sanity, you know, her first response was, I don't have time to learn anything new, you know, <laughs> stop, st- stop talking. We don't want to, I don't want to do this. Greg's journey continued personally and then took a detour. Um, from there, it's, it's, you know, I used FileMaker personally for several years. I built a few systems for small businesses and things like that back then, but then I kind of set it aside for, um, Several years there, after college, after I graduated, um, I started doing other software development using uh, HyperCard and, and built some things for uh, an educational software company that I worked for for several years. Meanwhile, Teresa turned her reluctance into inspiration. The first thing that I did, because um, like I said, I shadowed for a period of time, but I also had a project in mind. I was going to build a uh, point of sale system for, they had a consignment shop and they had been looking for, or they had been needing a point of sale system for a very long time. Um, But they had a unique need in that they couldn't rely on inventory. Um, They didn't want to have, you know, they couldn't have the restriction of entering all the inventory before the product could be out on the floor. And there were no products that they could think of that were available that would allow them to do that. 
So they had abandoned every other point of sale system. So I said, okay, well, I'll build you a point of sale system that solves the problem. And having that as a goal um, made it much easier for me, I think, to to get all the concepts because it was very straightforward, step by step. You need to, you know, have a list of artists, you you know, the sales screen, you you know, so um, that, that made it a little easier. Finally, Jesse convinced his wife to let him develop their system in FileMaker. But once I was able to demonstrate that simple tasks that, that she was doing that were taking days, you know, like collating reports for clients or, um, you know, just something simple like getting, a, uh, getting somebody staffed to go work an event. It took so many steps and so many manual steps. And once I was able to show that we can we can eliminate all those manual steps and have that be automated, it just it was one of those things where she just said, "Okay, I'm sold. Let's let's show me what else we can do with this." And it's been fantastic. Oh, let's not forget about Greg. Luckily, he remembered his past and joined the community again. I came back to FileMaker probably in the mid '90s or so. Um, uh, and I was building things with FoxPro and Helix and other, uh, you know, desktop database systems at that point, and uh, picked FileMaker back up once it, uh, version three came out, and started building more from there. And then just it became, yeah, some of the early systems I built um, in the the, the mid '90s. I would say I built some a system for a bookstore, a, a used bookstore. Um, and some uh, nonprofit organizations, some things like that. Um, it wasn't until about 97, um, somewhere in there, I started working with um, advanced database systems. And it was my first real you know, professional job uh, working as a FileMaker developer. And we built a lot of different systems um, at that point. And there's a few of those systems that I built back then that are still in use today. Um, so it's, it's uh, fortunate to be able to work in a lot of different unique systems, and uh, many of them are uh, long-living systems. Thomas and Teresa, Jesse and Greg, built their systems that solved their own or their clients or their wife's business problems, all with the ease of the FileMaker platform. It was an inventory, so not overly uh, complicated, and they didn't, well, I didn't, I didn't have the skills either to do anything uh, too complicated, but they used it for a few years until they shut down the department and outsourced. So that's that's just what they held on to for the next several years. When I left the organization, I, you know, I don't know what they did after that, but um, I think they had, some, there was some kind of server issue, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they kept using the software. So if the store's still open, there is a really high probability that they're still using the point of sale system. Um, okay. Just because of you know the whole nonprofit, nobody's nobody's got any money over there. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, they used it and it worked and solved their problems uh, for a good long time. It, it, it's funny. It's funny you say that. I mean, like uh, we we do our best work on cocktail napkins. Um, yeah. Where you know we're well you know we'll she'll she'll draw out a screen and say hey I'd, I'd like I'd like a button that does this or I'd like I'd like to have a feature like this or a, a graph like that. And what has been great about FileMaker is I can, you know, I can sketch those ideas out on a layout and within a couple of minutes have a really rough version of what she wants. 
And once that meets the proof of concept, then we go in, we, we, then we make it more robust, we, we polish it up and we can ship it right into our solution instantly. And so that part's been great. And when, when you talk to other people who are using other systems in her space, they talk about the fact that it takes, you know, months to get new features shipped into their software. And we're talking, you know, minutes or hours. You know, it was amazing to me because, you know, my computer science classes, I was, you know, writing code in, uh, you know, Pascal and Fortran and um, all these languages at the time. And what I could do in FileMaker on that little Mac Plus and network it across some phone cables, you know, from one office to the other was just really amazing to me. The the GUI that you had through uh, the Mac versus what we were doing over in the the, uh, the mainframe lab or the, the microcomputer lab, um, all of that stuff. It was just uh, uh, amazing to me the way that we could solve problems so simply and elegantly. And um, the old image writer printer was also amazing to me versus the character-based uh, printers that we had over in the lab and stuff. Teresa got over her freak out and started to see the platform for what it can do. This is freaking me out. So I didn't really have... Uh, a, a desire to be involved, but um, but I think I, I understood it, and I really like the uh, the concept of creating something that wasn't there before. So um, I was forced into it, you know, reluctantly. But um, once I understood it and got some of those uh, concepts under my belt. Um, I really started to enjoy it. and Jesse required a lot of the platform and FileMaker delivered. Well, at the time, it was, it was this, this conversation we had. I, and I told him, I said, look, I need to be able to, to develop in this. I need to be able to have something that I can learn relatively easily and that I can um, build upon. And, you know, those were things that were really important when we first started. Um, and once I started to learn, I realized just how much, how much capability the platform had. And there, there had been times, you know, kind of when I was, when I was first building that my thought was, God, you know, why don't we just, why don't we just push this to, to SQL or why don't we push this to another solution? But we, I stuck with it because I, I just, I had this, this really great experience with being able to, take my ideas and convert them into digital realities. And that really was what kind of sold me on the platform. And uh, like I said, we haven't looked back. And even FileMaker one or two days, the more simple days, Greg found that it could solve the problems of his customers and himself. I mean, there were no variables. Um, you know, a lot of the insert steps, I think, were there. Um, but everything, you know, you know, was pretty flat. You couldn't have relationships. You could do lookups and things like that. But it was, you know, simple, much simpler days. <laughs> but yeah, but it solved your your customers and your needs back then, right? Yeah, absolutely. Greg too back then saw FileMaker's value for clients. No, I mean, I think it had its place. I mean, like you wouldn't use FileMaker for everything, but I was amazed at the way that you could solve simple business problems. Uh, with FileMaker. And, you know, I was also amazed by other programs at the time, like, you know, MacDraw and MacPaint and 
uh, McWrite and other you know simple software that was available on the the early Macs um, at that point. And okay. just the ease of use of those systems and what you could do with them uh, was really compelling to me. Greg compares what he built in other programs to what he can do in FileMaker. You know, those other systems had their, you know, they had their place, but they were, in my mind, more limited um, in a variety of ways. Just the, the, the ability to quickly solve problems uh, with mm -hmm. FileMaker was the thing that was really compelling to me. I didn't want okay. to spend all my time programming. Uh, stuff and I, I wanted to get those problems solved and move on to the next the next challenge. So all of this work in FileMaker and working together led Thomas and Teresa down a certain aisle. You and I've worked off and on independently. Like I, I would uh, was a basically a contractor with you. Yeah, I had another client that was actually uh, not far from where filmmakers is and I was out of town for a couple of weeks and the client had an emergency. So I called Teresa and I said, Hey, can you okay. go look in on right. this client for me? Yeah. So, so we would work together on something um, and then eventually uh, worked together more and more and then eventually got married, you know, because <laughs> that's how FileMaker works in mysterious ways. <laughs> All right. Back to FileMaker. I like to hear how developers learned FileMaker. Let's hear how Thomas and Teresa, Jesse, and Greg learned. Hands-on playing with it, I think. Yeah. 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 There were, um, I, I know I got a couple of books. Jeez, that's back so far. Uh, there was a book that came with it. No, I'm sure I used that. I heard it was on the floppy drive, the help manual. It was a yeah. digital book, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we had a the first ones I had. We had a physical book. Okay. Um, so I had I had that to go by, and uh, yeah, the software was all on um, three inch floppies. Were you ever part of any of those email lists or for, I don't know what was going on back then, but um, were you ever part of those? Probably. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds familiar too. <laughs> but I, I I don't think I was active on it because I don't remember doing much. But I but I might have been on, you know, just to, to follow a little bit. Um, other than shadowing him, I think I don't remember reading a lot. Uh, but I'm sure there was a, a a filemaker book of some sort that I read. Um, I can't think of any okay. titles, but whatever was. Whatever Thomas would have handed me at the time was what I read. <laughs> um, but, I, but I think the hands-on experience was the most, you know, the, the most uh, educational thing for me was getting in there, making mistakes, um, debugging, and then having uh, Thomas being able to come over and look over my shoulder and tell me what I could have done better. You know, oh, instead of doing it this way, you should you know, rewrite it like that. Um, so he was a very good teacher in that. Oh. In that. So um, I learned FileMaker. I watched um, as many videos as I could get my hands on. Um, I, I can't tell it. Well, I can probably give a list of, of people of, of whose things I watched. I watched a lot of Matt Petrowski um, and, you know, was able to follow along for the most part um, with some of that stuff. Um, I watched... Uh, 
I think it's a, is it Guy Stevenson? I think the I think he's French or French Canadian. Um, who, yeah. Who, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. So some of his stuff. Um, gosh, and, and you know, I, I watched some videos from from Matt Navarre and and, and, a, and a bunch of guys and Todd, of course. Um, so I, I watched a lot of videos, and but what really kind of set my learning off on the on the the front foot was within that first year, um, I went to DevCon in in Miami because I wanted to see that, you know, what kind of other learning is there out there? You know, because I've, I've, I did as much reading as I could, but I figured if I could get some hands on or other people talking about it, and I had no idea what I was walking into when I walked into that first DevCon. I really, I mean, it was, it was one of those things where uh, I walked in and I, and I wasn't sure if it was going to be, you know, a hundred developers or 200 developers and there are thousands of people in this room. And it was just, it was one of those, uh, those great feelings where I knew was, okay, there's people around me that can help me learn. Um, and what's been great about the, you know, kind of that learning process is that everybody is great about helping other people learn techniques and learn concepts. And that's been, that's really the, the, the biggest thing for me. <laughs> well, it was pretty simple, uh, back then. I mean, there was a manual that I, I read, uh, just to, to learn about it, but there, it, the scripting environment was so simple at the time mm -hmm. that there, uh, there wasn't a lot, you know, later when version three came out and when I really picked it up and started working on it professionally, um, I depended a lot on the, the, the email listservs that were available at the time. Uh, you know, there was a fairly strong yep. community of people out there. Also the, there were forums on AOL and CompuServe and things like that. And I, uh, spent some time there as well. Thomas, Teresa, Jesse, and Greg brought their previous skills to their FileMaker development. Yeah, in HyperCard, I don't know, I don't remember how much HyperCard could actually do. And I don't remember doing anything much that's like script. I probably did, and I just don't remember anymore. But like scripting in HyperCard, I don't even know what that was. Mm -hmm. So the the, um, the the layouts and uh, layout design to me was very straightforward because we're very similar. So I think that there were two pieces that, I think really helped me. Um, the first is I always had kind of a healthy curiosity about what was happening under the hood. Um, I can remember very early on having, um, you know, some, like, I think it was a star Wars video game on a, on a, a CD for PC. And for this game, you had to create a boot disc. And I can remember, you know, doing those things and, and not having it be something, you know, horrifying and, you know, create the boot disc and get the thing up and running. And that was great. And I think that that helped in having just enough curiosity to be able to, to, to peel apart some layers and some onions to get at, at what makes something else happen. Um, so I think that was, that was really one part of it. The other part is that um, I, in my previous lives, you know, kind of working in, in, in schools and, and doing recruiting, um, data was always really important and being on top of what was happening with, you know, whether it was a recruiting class or what was happening with financial aid issues or, you know, having that data right there at the fingertips was always something that I really valued. Um, so then to be able to deliver that experience um, for my wife's company has been, was one of those things where it's like, this is, this is exactly what, what, what makes me excited to get up every day to be able to do that sort of work. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, lots of the algorithms and things that um, I learned back in those days were, were definitely useful. 
Um, you know, there's a quote from, I think it's Dijkstra or somebody who says, um, computer science is no more about computers than uh, astronomy is about telescopes. And I think if I had, if I had understood that going into mm-hmm. college, I probably wouldn't have been a computer science major. While mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it, it's so math heavy and um, things that, you know, there's lots of those stuff in the advanced math courses that I can't say I've really uh, used, but I, I have no regrets about it. For all her reluctance, FileMaker became Teresa's career. Um, yes, it ended up being uh, half of my job. Um, <laughs> so I, that that was so. I was teaching there. I was also doing managing all the IT stuff, and I was doing all of the um, in-house development for the file, for all of the FileMaker systems. Nice. As Claire's FileMaker 19 is released and is the first open platform release, it's great to hear what FileMaker developers are working on now. Uh, we have, right now, one of our clients is in what's considered essential services. It's, a, it's part of the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, and the solution that we're working on for them covers virtually every aspect of their business. It's a, it's a pretty large solution with a very complex billing piece. And we're finding it very challenging and very, it's really fun, honestly, to work on a solution that's touched in so many different ways. Uh Yeah, it's fun, but it can be frustrating also. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I get that. Yeah, when it's frustrating, uh, I give that to Teresa. Well, we, we really like playing around with virtual lists. We, we use those a lot. Uh, yeah, that's one of our favorite things to play around with. And then um, also we are getting more into uh, the communicating with other systems and like you know, file transfers and then parsing data and um, that type of thing. Some of it's, some of it's, JSON, some of it SOAP, some of it CDI, you know, so it's all over the place. But um, these kind of complex interactions with things that Claris Connect might get rid of. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Possibly. Some of this, the systems that we have to connect to are, are kind of archaic. Oh, the, all the EBI stuff, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's, I'm not counting on anything to help us. But, <laughs> no. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, uh, the challenges are good. Uh, let's see the fun and challenging. Um, I am doing some more work on, uh, web hooks and trying to use web hooks from other services to, to not only push data into the solution, but then to have the solution do some, some work on the back end and then kick the results back to the original, uh, platform, which is, which is fun. I mean, there's a there's a, a process to all of that, obviously. Um, but as I think about it, it's 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 ways that I can make sure that we're um, democratizing big data, as I as I like to to, to say. Like, I, I want to be able to make sure that our our solution can take advantage of all of the great resources out there and help and help small business grow and expand because they have access to the same kind of data tools out there that, that, you know, the big boys do. So that's kind of my, my, my big project for the, for the spring. And, and this little pause has given me some great time to, to research, to kind of work on the, the fine tuning of some of these API calls and, 
and and dig into the data a little bit so that we can really present a um, a great and robust new set of uh, data points for our users. So at Skeleton Key, I primarily manage our team of developers. So we've got um, 13 uh, developers. The company is 17 people altogether. And my role is primarily about managing the whole team and um, helping everybody you know, stay sharp on the technical stuff and being that lead technical resource um, on um, uh, when challenges come up. I do a lot of research and try to stay up with, you know, the latest versions of the product and um, help educate our team uh, on things. And I'm, I'm always intrigued by the new features that are coming out, um, and, you know, excited about the roadmap uh, that Claris has presented and uh, looking forward to the new features. For these and other FileMaker developers, their work starts small and scales up in ways they never imagined. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually being used in all 50 states. Um, yeah. And... You know, and, and that that's also kind of gratifying to see, you know, a number of other businesses using the the software we created. But what I think is I think is the real big takeaway for for us is that we didn't just make software, we made business intelligence come to life. And when when people ask what what it is that, that our, our platform does, I just say, look, we're 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 about converting business intelligence to to digital. And um that makes it that, that's a heck of a lot more uh, sexy than saying we build a database, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if, but from you know from our standpoint, it, it's really about it, it's great to see these other companies who are able now to have their their business lives back because the software is doing the heavy lifting for them. And not just for selfish reasons. Greg told me about some of his true passions in his career. Yeah, I think I that you know one piece of that in to me is that in addition to the computer science major that I had, I also had a minor in in business administration. So I was really interested in uh, you know business and uh, creating solutions for businesses. Um, okay. I didn't want to just sit in a cubicle somewhere and write you know COBOL programs uh, all day, you know, creating reports and stuff. It was something there where I really wanted to be able to work with people and. Uh, you know, solve problems for them in a way that I, especially in small businesses. And that's something hard to do as a, um, you know, as a COBOL programmer, you're, you're going to be working with a much larger team and, um, you know, probably in-house somewhere. And I really wanted that flexibility to work with lots of different customers and be a consultant and, and help people. Jesse takes his passion for the platform to a whole new level. Well, and, and it, it's funny you say that because, I mean, we we literally yesterday did a whiteboarding session about things that we want to add and looking at some different APIs that we want to be able to connect to. And I've just been having so much fun dreaming about what we can do next. And mm-hmm. for me, that is, that's a lot of the, the fun of the work I, I get to do is I get to, to dream about, you know, what things could we do to make the software better? What could we do to make our users' lives better? Um, and what use cases out there can we improve upon? And that that part's been been fantastic. So the, that whiteboarding, I, I really relish those sessions to be able to have a chance to kind of dig in and say, okay, what's next? What, what other stuff can we get into? Thomas, Teresa, Jesse, and Greg are FileMaker developers, and they came to the platform in diverse ways. Thomas was told to just organize the data, 
No one gave him FileMaker. He had to find something to solve business problems on his own. That was his job. Teresa reluctantly started to develop in FileMaker after using it and freaking out over seeing a relationship diagram taped to the wall. She became inspired to solve problems for her clients. Thomas and Teresa's friendship and relationship started in FileMaker and that blossomed into a great marriage and partnership. Jesse solved his wife's business problems with FileMaker after discovering it through word of mouth. The innovative app in the liquor service industry grew and became more efficient. And now Jesse thinks adding features is fun. And Greg started by solving a college organization's problems with the platform on the old Mac computer. He used FileMaker for a while, stepped away from it, but came back to the platform because of its ease of use and power and its GUI capabilities. Thomas, Teresa, Jesse, and Greg have great FileMaker origin stories. Their stories show just some of the diverse ways people chose the Claris FileMaker platform. Thanks to everyone for participating. We appreciate their openness and their time. There's still room for more stories, so reach out at info at geistinteractive.com and offer to share your Claris FileMaker origin story. Stay tuned next week for more FileMaker origin stories. We will feature three more developers who came to the platform in different ways and have surprising and interesting stories. Talk with you next week.